Welcome back to another episode of Sissy That Talk on Forensics Faces. We are here discussing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 5, Episode 5. And with me, I have our very special judges, Melissa Gabrielson. Hey, hey, hey. And Mr. Elliot Fisher. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, guys. I am so excited to talk about this episode with you. I feel like we finally got a good episode after a couple weeks of, like, not great episodes. Um, And uh, standard spoiler alert for everybody who's listening, we're going to talk about the episode in detail. So if you don't want to know, log off, come back later. Um, So let's let's jump right into it. Uh, People may not know this because this is not a visual podcast, but I am not in my house. I don't have my fancy soundboard. So I don't have RuPaul queued up to tell us what the challenge is this week. We're just going to have to describe it. Uh, So, Melissa, what was the challenge this week? Uh, This week's challenge was Snatch Game of Love, which is a take on the dating game where uh, two different celebrities come on and uh, do dating game against uh, three of the six queens. So it's two different, like, sets of games. And the main goal is to A, do a good impersonation, and B, make Rue laugh. Mm-hmm. And I feel and like for the first time in a while, they actually made Rue laugh. Yeah, yeah. And this is this is a take on Snatch Game that's actually more like Love Connection, uh, which was a show from before our time. But Elliot, can you tell us about it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as the original guest on Love Connection in 1960-something, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well played. Thank you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this one was finally fun. Although I will say this. So uh, Antonio Trinidad and Melissa and I have an ongoing Hangouts chat through Google. And Melissa and Antonio were saying how much fun they had with the episode. And when I was watching last night, and we were in that first grouping, I was like, what were they talking about? (laughs) Maybe I got confused and they were talking about Drag Race Canada because I was like, I didn't know. But then we got to some good stuff. So I'm real excited to talk about that second group. Um, How did you guys approach judging? This one to me is like tailor-made for forensics judging, yes? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it is. It's inter, baby. It, it is interpreted. For me, it's finding the balance of like truly exemplifying the character versus amping up the character. And I struggle with that in my brain sometimes. Are we about yeah. to argue inter versus acting? Because like, no. y'all, uh, no. <laughs> hey, cool. Cool. <laughs> y'all know I have thoughts. Different episode, girl. Entire episodes recorded with those thoughts. See previous episodes. Um, Yeah, I I will say, since we are kind of watching it in a non-traditional fashion, I didn't write down my scores until this morning, but I did report them verbally to John last night. So I didn't, I did, I did make up my mind before the results were revealed on the show. So. And it could have been close. Like, some of them could have been close. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, this week, the runway actually changed my mind. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it did for me, mm. actually. Elliot is doing uh, face-touching chin emoji. 
thought emoji. <laughs> well, for me, I felt like very clear top three, clear bottom three. Yes. In this challenge. I agree. And then the runway didn't really mess too much within those. Mine did. A, mine did. The runway moved some people within the top three and the bottom three. Okay. So I look forward to talking about it. So, um, and, and of course, the goal of the challenge is to impersonate a celebrity. Yes. But here's the other thing. Make Rue laugh. That's always part of the challenge, right? And here's something that I'm going to know. I know it's going to, it affected how I rated, but it was also not just make Rue laugh, but it was also make me laugh. Yes, yeah, exactly. So like, even if Rue was laughing and I didn't think it was that funny, that did make a, a difference for me. Because like, when you're right. judging forensics, it's about what you think. Like, you could, you could be in a room with two other judges and they could be loving it. And you could be like, not for me, dude. So, you could be in a room with a hundred other people. Thank you. For a Lady Gaga reference, I get only because of this episode. Hey. Not because I listen to music ever. So, but speaking of Lady Gaga, if we go uh, in the order, these uh, quote Wait, unquote. Hold on. What about the question that we had to answer? Thank you. I did skip right over that. Thank I lost you. sleep I said, over this question. Me so too. I need to. Oh my God. <laughs> I literally oh. kept like waking up in the middle of the night and like writing notes <laughs> into my phone. And then this morning I was like, okay, I have four ideas. All of them Ooh. terrible. Okay. So a uh, reminder, the only reason we're doing the weekly question to the judges is because Melissa was like, you have to do it. And so here we are <laughs> stressing Melissa out of her own making, which is actually super on brand. There's going on in the world that I can <laughs> What are you talking about? Super on brand for Melissa. Um, so, well, I, I am curious, guys, just, you know, out of the blue. Um, what would your Snatch Game character be? Melissa, start us off. Okay. I've talked about this on Friends Face as many times. I was never an actor. I am not an actor. I, I can say funny things sometimes. But I decided that I would want to be... Eleanor Roosevelt, but I would lean really, really hard into the fact that people thought that she was a lesbian and just say a lot of really like innuendo filled things and just hit on Rue and whoever else was around me a lot. So yeah, I would just be, I would be lady loving Eleanor. All right. Smart. I think that would really work too. Like based on past Snatch games and the one Snatch game of love I've now watched, I feel like that would work as a formula for sure. Yeah. But it's hard yeah. because you can't do any copyrighted characters. You're only allowed to do actual people, which can be very oh. difficult. Shoot. Then Although, all of mine are gone. Okay. Although, <laughs> I was going to say, the, the caveat to that is that a lot of times they'll say they're the celebrity and then they'll be a character. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Um, I, I have long thought Jennifer Coolidge is like such an easy go to yes. and i'm so surprised that nobody's done it yeah um but also when i sat down to think about it this weekend i think who i would do right now in this moment would be uh katherine o'hara but as moira rose yes that was one of mine too for sure. yeah, okay great 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 yeah i'm glad you also didn't ask us to immediately like show what we would do because i was like working on my moira rose and it was not working yet i need more time to perfect that character Oh no, baby. Um, I think so for <laughs> me, like Moira Rose was for sure a, a possibility. I also thought the idea of taking like a 
fictional storybook character like a Gretel from Hansel and Gretel or like Raggedy Ann and just playing that up because I feel like people know the character so you'd have the familiarity but you don't know what the character does so that gives you free reign to do basically anything with it that you want and make it as funny as you want it to be yeah yeah there's no rules in picking out a person except again you can't you can't play a copywritten character but you can fake it I feel like the copyrights on Hansel and Gretel have expired, so I feel like that's probably (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, if we think of some really successful uh, Snatch games, I mean, Ben de la Creme is Maggie Smith, was Maggie Smith as the Dowager Countess in in Downton Abbey. Like, uh, you know, when um, Stacey Lane Matthews played Monique, she wasn't playing Monique, she was playing the mom from Precious. Oh, right. The mom of Precious from whatever that book was called. Something oh, by uh, Sapphire. I don't yes. remember. <laughs> I will say I did hope when um, she was doing Maggie Smith that it would be Dowager Countess and then all of a sudden it would change into Maggie Smith Calendar Girls where she would just suddenly be nude holding sunflowers over herself. <laughs> I really like that movie. Well, me too. You know they turned it into a musical? I had no idea. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, well, let's, uh, let's jump into the, uh, the challenge, the actual challenge. So the first queen we're introduced to is uh, Ms. Cracker as Lady Gaga. So Elliot, I believe it's your turn this week to kick us off. All right. Uh, so I have mixed feelings on this one. I think number one, the challenge here for Ms. Cracker was that I don't inherently find Lady Gaga funny on her own. And so I feel like she chose someone who doesn't give you a lot of comedic potential, I didn't think. Um, I thought the physicality was good. I think I think she like became Gaga pretty well, but there just was not a lot of opportunities for her to throw out funny one-liners here. Um, she also struggled playing off of the other two. She did not jump in. She did not yes and enough with the other two uh, and take advantage of those opportunities. I think the judges on the show hit it right on the head. She was way too much in our in her head and overthinking this the whole time. Uh, and it just, it, it didn't work for me. So I thought that was the struggle here. Uh, are we going to do runways at the same time too again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, in terms of her runway look, I thought I thought it was pretty smart how she approached it. Uh, I, I disagree that this is not a legit prom dress. I think this would be a prom dress that people would wear. I think she was smart that she added the acne component to it because otherwise this would not have stood out on the runway at all. So she needed to do something to step it up. And I thought that was a funny angle to go with overall. Uh, so this week, Ms. Cracker was in my middle. She got my four this week. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I do think, you know, to give credit where credit is due, I think she did a good impersonation of Lady Gaga. Um, I like how she approached doing Lady Gaga in a funny way by making fun of, like, all the press tours she had to do uh, for that movie that I don't remember, A Star is Born. Um, you know, and the, just the fact that she had to repeat herself a lot. Like, okay, so, like, that was funny. Her affogato joke actually made me laugh out loud which is hard to do for anybody who's ever had me as a forensics judge and a solo hum round knows i don't laugh out loud very often but that joke actually made me laugh out loud but yeah she was not improving she wasn't yes anding 
could she have been better in the other group? I think so. I mean, oh, what yeah. was there to yes and too was was also part of my my feeling. Um, I will say her runway for me because I watched the episode last night and I gave them all a number, but I didn't go to make my notes until this morning. When I sat down at my computer this morning to write down what she did for her runway, I couldn't remember at all. Mm-hmm. I, had, I could not remember the look. And I, it wasn't until I looked it up and went, oh, yeah, the acne thing. That I was like, that's what the, that's what, that was the look, was the acne. Yes. Like the, the dress didn't matter at all. Um, so this is one of those times where because of a weak runway and somebody else's stronger runway, she went from my four to my five. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I said this is an interesting take on Gaga, but still somehow boring. Uh, because people have tried to do Gaga in the past, and uh, I can just hear Fifi O'Hara in my head yelling, give a twirl, give a twirl, give a twirl. Uh, I thought she looked beautiful, but um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of interaction. It was like the three of them were all just sitting next to each other and not playing at all, which is really boring. I'm yawning right now thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) But I did laugh very hard at Affogato. Oh my goodness. That made me chuckle quite a bit. (laughs) And I did like, I liked the the take on the runway. Like, is it the most original thing? No. But there are still teenagers who wear that style of dress to prom. And I like the fact that her mirror was an Alyssa Edwards makeup mirror. That made me chuckle as well. But she also got my four. I think Cracker got very lucky this week that there were people that were much worse than her. Way, like way this, worse. this could have been the end for her. And she needs to send some very nice thank you notes to some other competitors for being worse than her this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so then we were introduced to Alexis Mateo as uh, Walter Mercado. So I'm going to say something that is a compliment for this person, and then I'm going to turn around and contradict myself in the person immediately following, which is what forensics is all about, having a standard and then being like, wait, no, never mind. Uh, Okay, so I thought for Alexis, like, I don't know who Walter Mercado is. I have no frame of reference. So I think in that case, it worked because I had nothing to compare it to in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I thought she did enough to kind of give you who Walter Mercado was, but I will say like the funny pops out of character were like the funniest moments where she was just kind of like, no, just pick me. Like that was like, that was kind of really funny to me and it shouldn't have been cause it was kind of breaking the rules of staying in character. But I guess in this context for me, it made sense. Um, she did a great job of playing off of the others. Like she was yes anding all over the place. So really smart move there. Uh, in terms of the runway look, the shape to me just wasn't quite right. Uh, I think the slit on the dress also needed to be moved a little bit more front. So you got a little bit more of the leg if we wanted to go that direction. Um, The the look was really good. Um, I don't really have tons of complaints about it. Uh, So Alexis got my three this week. Yeah. Um, I I struggled with this performance a lot partly because i am familiar with walter mercado as a look and as like sort of just known as like the latinx liberace 
but I don't know him well enough to know what he sounds like or what his personality is. So I have no way of knowing if this is a good impersonation, but what I can tell you is this was Alexis Mateo. Like, so either Walter Mercado is a brilliant choice because he is exactly like Alexis Mateo, or there was no character work being done and it was just a look. And the the good part of the performance, which was staying in the moment, interacting, like, I don't know, would Walter Mercado turn to a competitor and say, like, just shut up, B? Or would, you know, like, would, would Walter, I don't know, maybe. I don't, I don't have the frame of reference, but I, I didn't sense that there was really so much a character as there was a look and then staying in the moment, which I give her a lot of credit for. So um, when it came to the performance and then the runway didn't really change my mind much. It was, it was a fine dress. I mean, she even said it's prom as quinceanera, which to me, those are two different things. A prom is a little more adult. It's supposed to be a little bit more grown up. Um, she said she wasn't wearing a corsage. I was wondering, was she wearing a corset? Because I didn't think the shape was really good. Uh, all was said and done, though. Her performance was strong enough to earn her a three. Yeah, I I am also um, very white and uh, know very little about Walter Mercado. I did, I did l- learn about him more because he recently passed away. And people were talking about it on Twitter. So I read them and he was a psychic. I just always thought he was Liberace, so I assumed that he like played Spanish guitar or something. Uh, but yeah, I, the, she was just in a costume. Like it wasn't an impersonation; it was a great costume. But again, what she was saying was was really funny. She was saying funny stuff. Uh, the things that are funny are not him. And yeah, the the runway look look for me was just. Okay. I don't know. It was very middle. Mm-hmm. So she also got my three. Yeah. Yeah. I, like think, I-, I think in another snatch game, she could have been lower. But in this one, especially in that group she was sitting with, like she was the best of those three, which is not a. And I think that's a hard her. feat. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And and again, this was this was the the moment where I was like, she is really making Rue laugh. I'm not laughing with her. Uh, and uh, so many of the jokes, like, I mean, the, the joke she kept making was, did you see this coming? And I wanted to be like, yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> after you made the joke the first time, I could tell it was coming back again and again. So... Yeah, it. Uh, I I didn't laugh, but Rue did. So that's that's got to be worth something. If if in the room it was that funny. So, yeah. Uh, so then the final uh, person in that first trio was India Farah as Jeffrey Star, YouTube makeup personality, in quotes. So I. I'm now going to contradict myself by saying maybe it's not a smart choice to pick someone that I don't know because now I have no idea who you are, what you're trying to be, and if this is even close to what the person is like at all. Uh, I think either way, just not funny at all. And I didn't even catch like in the workroom, Rue was asking and India seemed prepared with a whole lot of one-liners and funny things to say. But then I didn't hear any of that kind of stuff happening 
in the actual challenge. So all the prep work you did even just left completely. So I was I was totally lost here in terms of what she was doing. Um, I also feel like, and I would need to go back and do some serious analysis of Snatch Games. I think I have yet to see a YouTube personality on Snatch Game do well at all. They all just tend to flop when you pull from that genre. Um, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm forgetting somebody, but it just doesn't seem to work. Um, anyway, runway look. I cannot think of a single prom where someone would wear this to the prom. I cannot see a single high school allowing this outfit. Like she would have been turned away at the door for what she was wearing. Uh, it was too much. The jewelry, the corset, the long sleeves, like everything. It was overdone. All of it was not really good. Uh, she needed to scale back or just start from scratch. This just didn't do it for me. Um, so India was easily my bottom this week. She was my six. Yeah, I, I do know who Jeffrey Sart is. I have seen some videos. He's done some collaboration videos with, uh, with Trixie Mattel. He's done some collaboration videos with some home renovation people that I like on YouTube a lot. Um, so I've seen him. I, from those videos, I didn't get a lot of personality. I would never think he's funny. I think he's just kind of like self-absorbed and good with makeup, which I think is the appeal. And like the opulence and craziness of his lifestyle, I think is what attracts people to him. So I wouldn't think he'd make a good character for a Snatch Game. Um, I got to give credit where credit is due, though. I thought India did a really good job with the look. Like, I knew if, if, they, if they had not said the name Jeffree Star before she showed up on that soundstage, I would have known immediately that it was Jeffree Star. So the look nailed it. Um, but then she opened her mouth. Like, seriously, she would have done better in this challenge if she had just sat there and refused to answer any of the questions. It would have been funnier. It would have been a bit. But like the second she opened her mouth, you could hear how uncertain she was about what she was saying. Like, you could hear it. Um, and then she went and committed the cardinal sin of improv comedy, which is she just started repeating other people's jokes like oh. oh they laughed they laughed when alexis said regret so i'm going to add regret to the end of my answer as well it's like no it's not funny the second time around um and yeah i i agree that runway look is unacceptable it makes me wonder like when they're given the looks they have to do in the runway are they given the episode order in which they're coming because maybe she just didn't think she'd get this far and she was like, oh, I don't have to bring a prom look because it's so not a prom look that it seems like how could she possibly have thought that that was okay? It's, it, to me, it like broke the rules. It was so, so off the mark. That's a good question. I wonder. I really right? wonder. Like in what world is that interpreted as prom? It's yeah, it was way too adult, way too sexy, way too see-through. The makeup didn't make any sense with it. Like, why were there tears with that look? I just didn't get it. She has she done the tears before? Is this her first time doing that? I, I feel like I have seen that this season from either from her or from someone else. I don't remember. 
but it was uh, yeah, I didn't get that either. Well, we saw it last week on Blaine in the challenge or Blair Blair St. Clair had Blaine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Blaine St. Clair. Yeah. Just <laughs> take another sip of my coffee. Melissa, <laughs> Melissa, you can talk now. You look like you just had a surprise. Do you want to tell us what just happened? Yeah. My, my friend Shana just heard me and saw I was signed in and just found me and then saw me sitting in here with a microphone and asked what the F I was doing. I muted it so you didn't hear us cussing. No, I, we didn't hear it, but man, did we see you jump. <laughs> Scared the, I am in a far basement, like conference room, very far away, thinking that this would be the spot and it wasn't. Other things that were not it, this performance. I, I know Jeffree Star. I've watched Jeffree Star videos. Um, I watched all of the Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star documentary stuff. The look was great. The makeup was a little severe, but the tattoos and the sweatsuit were great. And then it immediately starts to fall away. It's a mirror and not this like kitty dollar store fairy wand thing, but the, hey, how are ya? That, that's it. And then nothing else followed. There are so many other catchphrases and things that India could have said that would have been more related to Jeffree Star than what she did. And it was, it was just bad. And that prom look would not have gotten in the door at my alma mater. My, my school, they would actually turn people away if they were not wearing the right outfit. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, maybe if you, if your, like, LARPing group had its own, like, dance that you were going to and like you're going as your LARPing character after your like LARP boyfriend had been killed and that's why she's like crying. Like that's the only way I could have gotten to it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I oofa doofa did not like this. I so oh. appreciate you trying to create a scenario in which that outfit makes sense for the challenge. That and you, beautiful. you worked hard. You worked hard. <laughs> that Harder than journey. her explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I understand, like, thinking, okay, everyone else is going to go beautiful and rhinestone -y. I'm going to go something kind of gothic. But that's not what a goth girl would wear to prom. Like, there was a girl in my high school who wore the exact dress that a character from a My Chemical Romance music video wore. That's what a goth girl wears to prom. Not whatever India was wearing whatever hot topic clearance rack that dress came off of yes nodding my head like i understand that reference <laughs> it was yes. a six yeah oh i don't think yeah. i said i don't think i said my my score but obviously she got my one kurt, kurt <laughs> one is good six is, yeah. is oh six. i forgot you then forgot she get, then she Did gets you not my attend the judges meeting Oh, no, I was busy getting my third donut before half the other judges arrived. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, she obviously, obviously got my six. Um, all right. So uh, then we moved on to what I will call the redemption group because yep. they redeemed this challenge. It was real sad up until, uh, well, up until Jeffrey Boyer Chapman walked in the room and then things looked a lot brighter. 
Can we oh, talk yes, about how do. much I love him and how attractive he is? Sure. Can we also talk about how he doesn't play for your team? I know. <laughs> do you, I, I don't see so here. I'm very torn about Jeffrey Boyer Chapman because I think he is adorable. And the times that I have seen him on RuPaul just seems incredible. And I'm scared to dig into him anymore just because I'm afraid I'm going to find out that he's a jerk and I don't like want to know that. Like, I just want to live in this bubble where he is this just adorable, sweet, wonderful person. Uh, and that's the world I'm going to live in. In order to just like point out how weird of a person I am, he's actually um, really good friends with one of my favorite uh, vegan YouTubers. And he and her just did a video together about like how, he has been work- walking her through the journey of teaching her about institutionalized and systemic racism and like all of this stuff. And like, it's a very, like, it's a very cool conversation they're having. And he is on Canada's Drag Race and he was great on it. And I found him first watching Unreal, which is the show that was like his like breakout show, which the yeah. first season, chef's kiss, everything that follows, garbage. Okay. But I promise <laughs> you he's great overall. I he's wonderful. Okay. I started watching Unreal, but that was a long, like, long time ago, and I didn't remember him. And I remember stopping watching the show just because it was so uncomfortable for me to watch of just like, I feel like this is probably what really goes on on these shows. And this is shady and horrible. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is a dreamy, dreamy, dreamy man. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually knew who he was, unlike the first person from Snatch Game. And I had to look them up to find out that they are on the, one of the Netflix teen shows. 13 Reasons Why. Yeah. Yeah. Which and so that he he's been on the show before, hasn't he? Hasn't he judged regular? I feel like he he got a lot of crap for judging previously and was really bad. We're gonna oh, look this know. up. We're gonna look did this he, up in the uh, in the off time. Did he do a previous snatch game? I wonder. Maybe was he one of the celebrities? No, he was on the judging panel because I remember there was a blonde kid from Thirteen Reasons Why who was like a total dud on the judging panel. And how like are there two? Blonde duds from 13 Reasons. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to watch the show either way. Uh, but while Melissa looks that up for us as our resident young person, uh, perhaps we can talk about Blair St. Clair, or if you'd rather, Blaine St. Clair as Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. So the look for Ellen was okay. Uh, here's the thing with Ellen. Ellen is funny. But to me, Ellen is story and scenario funny not one-liner zinger comeback funny. And so I think that's where she is limited as a choice in terms of being successful in this challenge. Uh, so I thought that was a, a not a smart move on Blair's part. And not only that, but to, as she admitted, not to have a backup plan either, to come in knowing you're gonna do this and that's your only option. Like, girl, you, gotta, you better have someone else in your back pocket. Um, I also could have thought like, why not just do Justin Bieber? Like you were already there the week before. So just like do Justin Bieber as your person. Same anyway, way. Yeah, same way. Exactly right. So I thought that like the Ellen just didn't work. She tried. It was just not there. The funniest moment for me with her as Ellen was as she was leaving and she took the selfie with Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I'm like, yep, that's Ellen right there. Like, why didn't you do that with the other two Snatchlorettes? while they were answering their question. Like that would have been funny to me. Um, Or if like Ellen had just like jumped in, like pulled out her note cards and like started interviewing them. Like it was her show. I thought that could have been funnier too. Anyway, um, runway look, I I love this look. The tuxedo gown was a great idea. It looked so refined. Um, 
I didn't love the teal colored shirt with the red. Like it just didn't quite work for me. Uh, and maybe I didn't see the colors right because I am colorblind. So I just didn't, that part of the look wasn't stellar. Um, but yeah, her performance in Snatch Game just drug her down. So she ended up getting my five this week. Yeah, um, I agree with so much of what you said. The look wasn't quite there. Like, it was it close enough? Yes. Like, looking yeah. at, at that person, would I have said Ellen DeGeneres? That would have been my first guess. But the hair was wrong. There was too much makeup. Like, Ellen doesn't wear makeup. And her cheeks aren't particularly rosy. So I don't know why there was so much blush as a part of the look. Um, so, like, it, it just it wasn't quite right. Uh, and then the thing about Ellen that I think makes it difficult is she's sort of notoriously nice. And nice people don't make great Snatch Game characters. Oh, true. Uh, so, yeah, and that's that's going to make it difficult. I like your suggestion of just be Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That would have been a, that would have been a smarter choice. Not not that he's probably funny either, because what the hell do we know about Justin Bieber's personality? Nothing. Right. So, but yeah, poor choices all around. Um, I'm on the same page with you on the runway look, except I loved the teal. I loved the pop of teal. Um, I, Blair, I'm so hot and cold with Blair's looks on the runway. Um, last week I really couldn't stand it. And this week I was just like totally taken in by it. And I thought the, the execution and the little crown under the hat was enough to take her for me from my five to my four. So she actually moved up thanks to the runway. Um, and now uh, here to disagree with us is Melissa Gabrielson. <laughs> First of all, let's check in about 13 reasons why actors who've been on Drag Race, it is indeed two different young boys. Oh, God. The first one was a gentleman named Miles something or other, Miles Heiser. Oh. Um, he was in season 10, episode 10. And then... Uh, uh, Tommy Dorfman, who identifies as non-binary and is one of the reasons why he is known in the LGBTQIA+, they are known in the LGBTQIA+, community. Uh, this was their first time on the show. But yeah, two basically same um, young men. How boring. Uh, young people, excuse me. Yeah, I was going to say, one young man and one young non-binary person. <laughs> uh, I... I'm one proud of myself that I called that Blair was going to be Ellen based off of the wig from the preview. That makes me proud of myself. I have very little to be proud about myself right now in life. Um, and she was just so obviously intimidated. Like there was an actual moment where she gave up a joke and just passed it to Jujubee. Was like, uh, I don't know. And then Jujubee answered. Like, what the heck? It was just, it was just sad, and I don't think the like pushing your butt off of the chair thing was really that Ellen DeGeneres. I don't know. I didn't like it. And also, yeah, wait, Ellen does wear makeup. You can't be on TV and not wear makeup, but she does not wear that level of makeup. No. I also was not into this runway look. Oh, okay, okay. Explain. I did not I did not think that it was prom. I think that it looked like I think it looked like a weird joker outfit. 
It was very well made. The color was great on her, but I wouldn't, there's, there's no one who is wearing that to prom. It's very Victor Victoria. It's cool. If it were like a red carpet look or a gala of some type, but no one, no one is wearing that to prom. No one. And there's not a previous reference from some other pop culture moment that that looks like something someone would wear to prom. So I did, I did like the hat with the crown underneath it. But again, Sasha Velour has already done something like that. That was more gag worthy for me. But Blair looked beautiful. I just didn't think it was very prom. Uh, and I, can I speak to that? Yeah. No, no, no. I just, the, the one thing I, I, I mean, you can like it or not like it, but I do feel like to me, the prom reference was in the material. It, it, it was the tuxes of the eighties, those shiny, stupid colors that had the matching bow ties and the matching, uh, silk vests. Like to me, that was the reference to prom was actually the boys clothing interpreted as a sort of gender bending look. So that's that I got prom from the the fabric choice and the color. Okay. What about the hair? <laughs> well, the hair was under a Sorry, hat. I'm looking up a picture of it right now and I'm still believe I'm right. Fair. <laughs> what did you rank her, Melissa? She got my five. Okay. So we all basically agree on the ranking. It's just how we got there seems a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Melissa, I liked the runway look enough to move her up to my four, but she starts her performance put her at, at a five. But then, yeah, I was I was sold on this look. I, I really liked it. Well, let's move on to things that we know that we loved. Yes. So then we have really the stars of Snatch Game of Love, uh, starting with uh, Juju B as Eartha Kit. <laughs> Which I have to say, risky choice being the what third person to now do Eartha Kit. Um, I feel like that's that is a gutsy, gutsy move, my friend. Um, I thought the the characterization was excellent, uh, and I think Juju knew she had mastered the character. So then it was just off to the races and say whatever you want, make it funny, make Rue laugh because you know you have the the notable parts of Eartha's personality down. Uh, I thought she played really well off of Shay. Uh, I think Shay drove a little bit more of it, but like Juju was able to come back with it. Um, her responses were just so smart. Uh, even like the bad response, she somehow managed to make it funny. Uh, so I thought that was great. Um, I thought on the runway, brilliant to go with an 80s prom look. I think it was... It was smart because it stood out compared to everyone else. Not that you know what everyone else is going to wear, uh, but I thought for her, it was just such a fun, fun look and very different, I think, than a lot of the other stuff that she's given so far this season. So um, Jujubee ended up with my one this week. Yeah. Um, I think this is the funniest Snatch Game character since Alaska played Mae West. I'm really like, it was so good uh the impersonation was good the look was good and the responses were good um i am also a defender of 
when Valentina played Eartha Kitt because I thought it was an excellent impersonation. I just think RuPaul had never seen The Emperor's New Groove and uh, could have gone, gone a lot better if uh, RuPaul was getting the references that she was throwing out. Uh, and then there would have been a cut to Rue laughing instead of uh, the the snake rattle and the dead silence that followed her her Emperor's New Groove references. Um, so, I mean, I think that's where Valentina failed, as she clung to those references that clearly Rue wasn't getting. Whereas Jujubee, yeah, was just like a kooky old broad. And that works every time. Yes. I will... I'm looking at one right now. I will never be able to look at a thermostat without laughing. <laughs> I literally told, I said that joke to my very straight male roommate. I was like, you know how you spice up, you know how you turn up the heat on a relationship? You walk sensually to the thermostat <laughs> and you turn it up turn it to up a sensible. To a very sensible 74. 74. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And like, <laughs> obviously not like an Eartha Kit line or anything, but the way no. that she delivers it and like the body language, oh, brilliant! <laughs> so, <laughs> so funny and so stupid. Uh, so dumb. And I loved it. Um, I I really enjoyed her runway look, but to me it wasn't like transcendent. Uh, and Jujubee uh, got my two. Yeah, I mean, obviously this was like one of my favorite things. I was I was crying. I was laughing so hard, just like her putting her fingers towards Shay as Flavor Flav, and Shay is like trying to like bite at her fingers, and like I didn't care at all, like not a single care what Blair was doing. Like while Blair was talking, I was still just watching the two of them. Also, when they were in the workroom, and she's like. So, do I wear this black turban or <laughs> this black turban? I, I just, I loved every moment of it. It was so funny. And I love that shade of purple on her and her runway look. But it, it also was the factor between my one and my two. So, she got my two. Well, we can all agree the performance was the best one out of the yeah. park. Out of the park, amazing. Um, and then uh, the final uh, contestant that we're talking about is Shea Coulee as uh, Flava Flav. So before I start talking about Shay, I just I feel like now Shay has fallen into the trap for me, and I would <clears throat> I would often fall into this trap during forensics as well. That when I would have really good kids that I would see frequently, I would tend to get nitpickier and nitpickier with them every time I saw them. Because I'm like, I want to make you even better. And so I feel like this is kind of what's happening with Shay with me. Um, I thought the choice to do Flavor Flav was pretty genius. Uh, I think Shay's take on it, uh, she was a little too refined and a little too energetic for Flavor Flav from what I have seen of him. He needs, my guess is that that man is probably high all the time. And I needed to see a little bit more of that kind of out there cluelessness and a little bit more roughness to him uh, in terms of the portrayal. Uh, awesome job, like answering the questions and engaging Eartha, like just controlled the whole scene and did a great job of that. I just wish it was a little bit more authentic to Flava. Uh, in terms of the runway, it was, 
Okay, I'm, you're all gonna get mad at me. I thought it was too much. I get what she was trying to do, but I think a lot of the references she was trying to pull in, some of them ended up getting very muddled and lost in the process. Like, are you very, saying earrings made of shiny pig's blood are too much for you? Um, no, I'm just saying that to try and bring like the idea of Carrie, which full disclosure, I've never watched, uh, and her moment of with Sasha Velour and bring those together was a, a logical task, but like it just didn't quite work for me. Like the dress wasn't quite Carrie. The what was going on on her head, I think, could have been a little bit more clearly referential to that moment. Like, have the red wig above you with the rose petals falling out and not just the crown with rose petals. I, it was a cool idea, a great concept. I think it could have just been cleaner overall. So she got my two. Okay, and stay tuned, listeners, for who will be joining us next week as an extra <laughs> special judge. And great. Great work, Peter. We are about to Michelle Visage, uh, Elliot Fitcher. That's fair. That's Merle totally Dandridge. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Merle. Um, <laughs> oh. No, sweetie. Thank you. I would never call you Santino. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm not scary um, enough. Or enough of a D-bag. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. That's one of the nicest things you've ever said about me on record. Well, that's sad. No, I was, well. (laughs) This isn't isn't a time to go into (laughs) details, Um, especially on a week where I'm not going to spend any time editing this conversation, so they're hearing it all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would just say I thought it was a great character choice. Um, I thought Shay was present in the game the entire time, and like you said, when you were talking about Juju B, Melissa, like their interactions were so good. Um, this runway was my favorite. I loved it. I loved it. I, I love that she reclaimed the difficult moment and made it her own. Um, I literally wrote down the asymmetrical earrings of shiny pig's blood. Genius. Uh, loved it. Um, I I even like that, like, the dress wasn't a reference to something else. The, uh, to me, what I saw was uh, the fantasy of a prom dress like not quite coming together, which is yet another metaphor for how that season that she wanted to end in a certain way just didn't. Um, so I, I thought it was it was really beautiful. I like that she stuck to her shea colors too. Like with the, the, the color of the wig to me is just a very shea touch. Um, so to me, it was brilliant. And it took her from my two in the challenge to my one overall, because I thought this look was so strong. Um, I watched four seasons of Flavor of Love I also watched Tila Tequila, A Shot at Love. I also watched Rock of Love um, because I am trash. I Love New York. Also watched I Love New York. <laughs> Tiffany New York Pollard is hilarious. She, she did a great job of extending those 15 minutes for every second she can get. Uh, yes, she did. But that makes me uh, the... 
Flavor Flav uh, aficionado on this panel. So I thought this was an amazing, like, updated interpretation of Flavor Flav. Uh, from the second that they introduce Flavor Flav and she talks about, like, how, how she can't put her legs on the ground because the stool is so tall. Um, the moment where she answers the question where she's like, I'm just feeling right now that you're a dude. Hilarious. <laughs> she, she looked great. I loved Flavor Flav flirting with Eartha Kitt. The answers for everything. It, it made me laugh so hard because I have watched so many, so many hours of Flavor Flav doing things. I appreciated that it was a very Shea Coulee, almost like now Flavor Flav is feminist take on him. And I really like when when they do make their interpretation of them, their version. Like that was Jujubee's version of Eartha Kitt where she was just kind of stupid and very funny. And this was Shay's version of Flavor Flav. And I, I loved every second of it. And that runway is stunning. I, I thought it was so cool. For me, it was more the idea of like her, like the dress being ripped apart and like the, like the image of herself being ripped apart by what was happening. I will say Raja did a Carrie sort of thing that was much more simplistic and very spot on reference to it. Whereas this is sort of. It's less literal. Yeah. It's less literal. It's more adjacent. And like the walk is beautiful. She looked, I am, I am so, so into shake. <laughs> and also her lip sync look was also great. And I loved everything about it. And so that, that runway look moved her up to my one as well. Isn't it interesting how like earlier uh, Elliot and I were agreed on a look and you disagreed and now you and I agree on a look and Elliot disagrees. Like this is, this is what subjective judging is all about. Right. It's so fun. Yeah. You know, I I think it, it speaks to, to what uh, so many forensics kids go through every week is like not understanding how one judge can say something and another judge can say something that's totally different. Uh, and sometimes still give them relatively the same score <laughs> because you yeah. can, as a judge, you can put certain aspects uh, above others. And yeah, it's to me, this is, this is why I thought this little experiment would be fun to see where we come out uh, the same and where we don't. So thanks for going on this journey with me, guys. I think it's, it's a so lot fun. of fun. It um, is fun. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, also, Melissa. If we're ever allowed to do Halloween in person again, um, can we do an Eartha Kit and a Flava Flav uh, duo costume, but where I'm Eartha Kit and you're Flava yes. Flav? <laughs> and yes. Elliot, if you want, I'll you be, can come I'll along Ellen as and, Ellen. I'll be Ellen and just like awkwardly stand off to the side. <laughs> you don't want to be Walter Mikado or Mikado and just be like, I predicted this. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming. Uh, and then I'll like I'll direct message like Jeffrey Boyer Chapman and see if he wants to like join us at this party as well. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> um, 
Okay, so I am going to go into tab, and uh, you two can chat about some other moments from the episode that you enjoyed or hated. Uh, Vanessa, Banji, Mateo, what? <laughs> what? Okay, I just need someone to explain to me. She was wearing that, like, strap, and then uh-huh. her arms had, like, a cuff. Yes. And then she realized part of the way through the lip sync, she was like, uh-uh. I can't had, move my like, arms. Like, pulls them out, and then she tries to remove the strap, too, and she's like, well... I guess this is stuck here. Like, what was she think? Like, why did she think that that would be a good, like, you are there solely to lip sync and move all over the place. Why did you think that that would be a good choice? Or why did you not have a way out of it faster? Like, I just, I didn't understand that at all. It was. I'm, I'm starting to get more and more suspicious that the producers are backstage going, telling the lip sync assassin to either go full out or not. Because it was more dramatic to have the lipstick come from Shay this week than it would have been to have the group vote. Correct. See, but because of how worried Alexis was with all of that, with all of that drama with India, I think that it would have been insane if it had been Mayanji. And there was the, the concern that she was going to have to pull her own drag mother's lipstick out of her non-existent cleavage. But do you think do you think the other queens didn't vote for her, so they knew that they weren't yeah. going to get that moment? That's so then I they think. were just like, eh, forget it. We'll have Shay do it, because that'll Fair. make better television. Yeah, they knew they could... Angie, go ahead. I was going to say, they, they knew they could tell the story of making it look like Shay was going to pick Alexis and then have the, the last-minute gag be like, oh, no, she went with her heart. Um, I think, I think, yeah, I think it, we'll find out next week, but I am 99% sure that those lipsticks all say India. Yeah. So after all of that, they still decided to vote India out, suppose, like, theoretically. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I also, I was mad by how much that drama took up when that time could have been used for more interactions with Eartha Kit and Flavor Flav. There should have been more editing time dedicated to that than the drama, because I didn't pay any attention to that. I was just editing my notes yeah. and more succinct in my critique and not paying any GD attention to that. It was so boring. And it's and one I'm- of those instances where producers think that they're giving us what we want, like we want drama. I don't want that drama. I don't need the idea of like trying to blemish someone's character in order to stay on the show whether or not it actually happened it's not it didn't make it on any camera because editors would have one hundo p put that in there well i think it it could still show up i think it could still show up yeah like everything that they do in that workroom is recorded in some way shape or form there is a record of whether or not that happened somewhere why did you not cut to that and show it right away I, that's, I don't understand. Because you that can save it for the reunion. Oh, oh my God. They have to dig through hours and hours of footage for that. Now I have to watch the reunion. And they win. There we go. That's what I would do. I would save it for the reunion. I would let it be a mystery until they can actually confront each other about it and, and prove who's telling the truth. And then be like, and now what? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can we, I, I'm going to talk about Kurt's comment on here about like, 
do we get a real glimpse in terms of like what's actually going on with the judging? I thought it was funny to see uh, this judging panel interact with each other. I thought it was very cool. And I wonder if it was one of two things. Number one, um, I think because Jeffrey Boyer Chapman has been there a couple times, is there now just a level of comfort with him as the judge? That yeah, it was his can... third time. Yes. Is there just like they feel more comfortable with each other and he's just one of the other judges and can interact better? I also wonder if they also saw that this was going to be a better episode than the previous two. And they were just like, oh, thank God. Like, we are back on track. We're good now. We don't have to make this try and seem better than what it is because it's legit much better television. That's my thought. Something was going on. Either they are always having this much more fun and for some reason we got to see it. Or, yeah, they were just in a mood. But either way, man, am I glad it was a part of the episode. Because I think yes. I think seeing RuPaul have that good of a time and talk about, like, who he makes fun of with his husband when they're at oh my home. Gosh. Like, yeah. that's such yes. a precious thing to talk about. They're like, of, of course he would, he would reenact parts of the show with his husband at yeah. home. And now we know that, like, yeah, this, this comes into his real life, too. I, yeah, I love the judges panel this week. It was great. Well, are we are we ready for some results? We yeah, are. We, I'm, so, I'm so ready to be shocked. We finally <laughs> we finally had a uh, a week where there are no ties. Um, we have not yet had a week where everybody remembered to put tens in for the uh, queens who were eliminated. Um, well, Elliot just threw you under the bus there. <laughs> I, um, mine are there thank you very much no I just changed them <laughs> the ranks on yours are still still say eight nine seven uh, I just had to change them uh, so in uh, sixth place uh, with straight sixes which we would never announce in a forensics <laughs> tournament. <laughs> but it's worth saying here, uh, the clear loser, India Farah, uh, who did go home. Uh, in fifth place, uh, we had Blair St. Clair. In fourth place, we had Ms. Cracker. In third place, receiving a trophy, Alexis Mateo. In second place, Juju B. And in first place, Shea Coulee. So we're uh, we're back to getting the, the top and the bottom right. Yay. Yay. So this next week, I think, is going to be very telling because I feel like there's three that have kind of hovered in the bottom a little bit. And I think it's going it, to this could be a, interesting to see who starts getting taken out now. Yeah, well, and it's also a ball. So like Blair, who hasn't risen to the top yet. And at least in, in my, well, actually, in, in all of our opinions, has wavered on the runway. Like, mm -hmm. we, we don't agree on how, but we all agree, like, she's had some looks that, were, that we thought were great or that we didn't love so much. Uh, like, she could pull it out. Like, next week could be Blair's week. But yes. she's got some strong competition. And somebody yeah. like Jujubee, who doesn't always bring it on the runway... When it's all about the looks, like Juju could find herself in a precarious position. So yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah. And do we think they're going to do top four and just leave it at that? Or 
how how many do they go down to historically speaking? Well, and I'm yeah, they usually go down to four the last couple seasons, but also they usually bring somebody back at some point, and we haven't seen any indication that that's happening. So that could still True. be a surprise element or not. We'll find out. There's a lot of drag race going on now. They may not need to feel they may not feel the need to extend this season yeah. any longer. So we'll find out. But if people want to watch uh, these episodes of Drag Race that we are commenting on, uh, make sure to tune into VH1 Friday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. And then make sure to join Melissa Elliott and I next week when we review and rank the episode Monday morning. That's your cue, Melissa. That's all I am, Jan. RuPaul's Drag Race. The best woman, best woman, best woman. Win. All right. Yay. That was, like, that was yeah. That was a, that was like the scat version. Yeah. I said. Like it. Very jazzy. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs>